Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome in to Fantasy Foes. Corey Parson, Adam Ronis, coming at you. Cloud 10 Media Network. Well, Cloud 10 Podcast Network, excuse me. Ronis, what's going on with you, my brother? We're doing it on a Thursday this week. Things got a little bit tight on Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? So thanks for bearing with us. But what I would say to you is this. Uh, any luck on the waiver wire last night? <laughs> did oh, you even dude. try? <laughs> I did, but, man, it was brutal because, you know, we play in a lot of leagues with 20 roster spots. And, man, is it thin. Zach Evans, I got beat out on. I put in tempered bids, like 133, because I am kind of desperate in some situations. But I saw some four, $500 bids, which obviously – could be a problem because we just don't know what McVay is going to do in that backfield. They added Daryl Henderson, Miles Gaskin, Royce Freeman's there. He, I would think Evans gets the first shot, but if he isn't running well, they can go in a different direction. So I actually did pick up Daryl Henderson for cheap in a couple leagues. I'm not going to start him, but just kind of see how it plays out. I had a lot of Kyron Williams, so that sucked, but... Yeah, running back is just a brutal position this week. It always you know, do, is, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's even worse this week because I do the rankings, and, man, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, really? I got to put this guy here? So, yeah, it sucks. Six teams on by, a lot of injuries, and that's why no matter how bad it is, you got to remember it's as bad, if not worse, for your opponent. So you just got to keep going along, set your lineup, and you just hope to pick up a W. And, you know, last week we saw only two games go over in the NFL, it was a really bad week for scoring, and it looks like it's going to continue again here. When you look at the 1 p.m. slate for Sunday, uh, every game is 43 points or fewer, and I think it's two, three of them are under 40. Yeah, no, definitely offense has been down to start the season. One of the things that people can start doing is punting and kicking field goals. Like, it's not the end of the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a stigmatism that a punt is a bad play. Or that a field goal is a bad play. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know if that's true. Well, yeah, with the way offense is right now, I mean, it's, I mean, even the Chiefs. Everyone looks at the Chiefs as one of the better teams in the NFL and offenses. They're not. They suck on offense right now. They scored 19 against Denver. I know it was a Thursday game, short week, divisional game. But 19 against Denver when they've been getting shredded by everyone. Uh, they have scored 30 points one time this year. And that was against the Bears. So they scored 17 against Jacksonville, 23. I know the Jets are a good defense, and they actually got a couple calls go their way. But the Chiefs' offense is just not clicking at all. I mean, they're 5-1. and one. They're still one of the best teams, but they haven't been great on offense. You saw the Eagles struggle against the Jets, and they've not been great offensively this year for what we expected them. The Dolphins obviously are lighting it up, but they've also done it against some – pretty bad defenses they've done it against the Panthers the Giants the Broncos the Chargers the one good defense they faced the Bills they only scored 20 and they're going to get a tough test at, at Philly on Sunday night we're both rooting for Miami but uh I don't know if, if they're going to win that game no I think it's going to be tough you know what I'm saying um you just you're looking at that contest right there uh Sunday night football football night in America and uh the Eagles are two and a half point favorite at home I feel like that's a pretty solid line right there, you know what I mean? Uh, the thing with Philadelphia is they should be, for the most part, you know, healthy this week on their line and stuff like that. I think it's an interesting game. Obviously, rooting for the Dolphins, like you say, but I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, if you're asking me to pick the game, I'd probably take Philly. You know, people will react to what they saw last week, and the Jets' defense did a really good job against them. 
They turned it over. Miami's defense is not even close to that. They just don't generate a lot of pressure. Uh, I don't see Hurts throwing three interceptions. Uh, you couldn't run on the Jets. You can run on Miami. So it's a, just a much better spot. We know the NFL's week-to-week -week with matchups, so it's a better matchup. Uh, again, Philly's offense is not what it was last year. Uh, I don't know if they missed uh, Shane Steichen or what, but it's not the same. But again, we're saying that about every team. <laughs> There's just very few offenses that are just clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, and Philly's got a really tough stretch of coming. They get this yep. game at home against Miami at Washington, and we know Washington, Washington plays, plays them well. well all the time. Then they got Dallas at Kansas City, home to the Bills, home to the Niners, at Dallas, at Seattle. I mean, that is just an insane stretch for yeah. Philadelphia. We'll see what uh, Jalen Hurts is made of uh, in that stretch right there. Listen, Philadelphia is going to be tough. Philadelphia is going to be competitive, you know what I'm saying? Um, so interesting to see how that uh, plays out for them. Um, who's Brian Hoyer's Vegas quarterback this week? I don't know. They still haven't said. I thought there was a shot that maybe Jimmy G plays. They went to Hoyer. Could they go to O'Connell, who they did start early in the year? I don't know. That remains to be seen. That's the other thing, too, with this week. There's a lot of question marks right now. Quarterbacks, yep. running backs, who's in, who's out. I mean, we're recording here on Thursday, and we still don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to start. Reports are that he will, but then the line is moving towards the Saints. I think it got as high as two and a half. Now it's two on some books. So, yeah, it's just one of those weeks where – you're going to have to wait until the last minute. Hopefully we get some news on Friday. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, that's a Monday night game. We don't yep, know if yep. he's going to go. And yep. that's a big deal, man, because oh, the biggest deal. Elijah Mitchell becomes a really good start. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, if you can get him out there, that that that's not bad. You know, um, boy, I tell you what, man, you talk about these offenses, and it, it has been tough, you know, this season. But Devontae Adams is screaming for the football, and, I think he's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he should be, be uh, good to go. Bounce back this week. Um, Anthony Richardson played in four games, got hurt in three of them. Nice having season-ending shoulder, shoulder surgery. Gardner Minshew takes over. You know what I'm saying? You think the offense gets a little bit of a bump in the passing game with Minshew in there? And what do you think about Jonathan Taylor so far this season? Yeah, I think it definitely helps if you have Michael Pittman, Josh Downs. I think you're feeling good because Minshew's not going to clearly run as much. He's not going to leave the pocket. So it's good for those guys. And I've been playing their props. Downs let me down last week. He went under. I had Pittman on the over, though, because uh, Downs has been pretty good with Minshew. So mm -hmm. I think you feel good about those guys. And I think it helps Taylor going forward, too, because you're not going to have Richardson steal the goal line look. So Zach Moss has looked really good. Yeah, and the split got closer last week. You would think eventually Taylor, you know, again, logic dictates, all right, Taylor's going to be the guy they paid him. But I, I don't know, man, because Moss has been pretty good. So I don't know if you can go completely away from him. But I would think at some point in the next couple of weeks, Taylor gets most of the touches going forward. Yeah, not, no doubt. I would agree with you on that one. I think, like you said, it's, start, it's starting to get a little bit close. Now, Last week, right, over on this uh, Splash Sports, right, it's you know, a, lot, a lot of stuff legal down here in South Carolina. But it's like a tier-based fantasy DFS game. I won the tournament over there, right? I had chased one a couple weeks ago and just fell short. I knocked one down this week, Ronis, and the difference maker was Desmond Ritter. Are we getting to the point now to where you can blindly play your players against the commander's defense? Well, pass catchers, sure. They're really weak against the pass, so... I think you 
are looking as a match that as a matchup to exploit. This week is the Giants, though. So it's the Giants, I mean, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what are we gonna do? Fire up Wandell Robinson? <laughs> hey, look, I am starting him in a couple leagues. I mean, PPR leagues, he he gives you a solid floor. I mean, because they target him real short, so you can rack up four, five, six catches for like 30, 40 yards. Probably not gonna score. They had another offensive lineman go down in practice on Thursday. I mean, that offensive line's in shambles. Daniel Jones still not cleared for contact, even though he's practicing. So. That's uh, another issue. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Washington is uh, an offense. I mean, in that game, too, it worked out for you because Atlanta ran 79 plays to 50 for Washington. So Washington had the lead. They didn't really uh, tack on to it. And Atlanta had the ball the entire way, even though uh, Ritter did throw a couple picks. Yeah. Now, it was, it was interesting to see, you know, Pitts – in London, and then in John New still getting it done as well. And I'm like, okay, this is a decent defense that you can really go after despite the loss, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you really saw that good production, and, and that and that kind of was it. And hopefully the Giants wide receivers, their pass catches can be the same this week. I tell you what, though, Ronis, Curtis Samuel's in my starting lineup. Oh, yeah, I, I started him last week in a league. Uh, he's been better than Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he has. Can, would you drop Dotson? Well... Depends on the league. I think in more shallow formats, I probably would at this point. I think if you're in a league with 20 roster spots, I don't think I would do it just yet. Because we've kind of seen this situation like this before. A guy struggles, and then all of a sudden, as the year goes on, they come on. So I don't have Dotson in any redraft. I think I might have him in one best ball. And it was one of those where he started to gain steam, and I had nothing. I'm like, oh, I need to have at least one share in case he blows up. Well, good thing I limited it to one share. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job, you know what I'm saying? Because the blow-up is kind of like, you know, he makes big plays. He makes clutch plays, but he's not a good for your fantasy team, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's Terry, it's Curtis. And then, um, you know, you got the running backs and stuff like that. And Logan Thomas. I know he had a yeah. bad game last week. Yeah, Logan Thomas, too. He let me down last week, but you're right about yeah. Logan Thomas, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing him again, though, this week. Yeah, I probably would go back, too. I don't mind. And the tight end situation is so abysmal. You know it what I'm is. saying? That's the thing. And I've said this every year. This is what people do. It's the same thing. So they picked up Logan Thomas last week, coming off the big game. All right, I'm going to start him. Oh, he had a bad game. I'm going to drop him in. Who had a good game last week? I'm picking him up. Yeah. And, like, if you keep doing that, you're going to lose. Sometimes you got to just stick with a guy and understand the tight end position. Hardly anyone has consistent weeks outside of Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Sam and my Laporta. My man, Sam Laporta. <laughs> yeah, Sam Laporta, too. Speaking of Andrews, I tell you what, right before we get to that, though, the Giants are going to beat the Commanders this week. I'm with you, bro. I took them. We do, like, spreads uh, at the Messenger. We have to do staff picks, and I took the Giants getting the points. I feel like, look, they played Buffalo very well. They should have won that game, but because they suck so much, they couldn't. But it's Washington, man. And you've already seen the volatility of Washington. I mean, they got absolutely destroyed by Chicago on a Thursday night, and then they go and beat Atlanta on the road. And I think that was Desmond Ritter's first home loss ever uh, in any level of football. I think I think the last two years, the Falcons are 9-2 and two at home. That two being that just that lost this past weekend. And it wasn't – yeah, that was Ritter's first, though. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it must yep. have been before Ritter took over. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, 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 I believe it was – was it Carolina? That what? No, they that lost beat. that game in Atlanta last year. Right? 
DJ Moore took his helmet off. That's right. They lost that game. So it wasn't Carolina. I can't remember who it was that beat them last year down there in Atlanta. I think I remember the Carolina game being close, but that was the DJ Moore game. Um, oh, where was I at? Oh, this game in Baltimore this weekend, right? No, before we get to Baltimore, Lawrence, have you seen this thing? Speaking of teams like New York and Washington, I think like two-thirds of the league, Ronis, is a couple of losses away from getting into Caleb Williams sweepstakes. This is going to be one of the most hotly contested tank jobs we've ever seen, son. And I think the player is worth it, you know what I'm saying? Just watching the player, I'm like, this guy could come into the NFL and be like a top 15 quarterback right away, you know what I'm saying? But, Ron, did you see what the rumors that this dude is going to ask for an ownership stake for the team that drafts him? Yeah. Come on, Good son. Luck. <laughs> son, like, you got to win something first, son. You ain't right, even, exactly. You ain't even won a national championship. Yeah, you, just ain't win a, you ain't even won a national championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And you're not even favored to win the Heisman right now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, son, calm down. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I understand you can go back to school, and I understand him wanting to choose his spot, too. He basically he feel like he's that kind of talent, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, you don't want to be at a quarterback. You can get with the wrong team, and that can ruin your joint, you know what I'm saying? But the loser of this commander, well, the New York is probably in it anyway. But if Washington takes a couple losses, too, I can see them like, you know what, let's fold up shop and let's go get us a quarterback, too. You know what I'm saying? But that Josh Harris group, right, the, the group that owns the uh, the, the um the commanders, that's the same group that owns the 76ers. And then they was to run this organization like the 76ers, son. You draft people and don't let and don't and make them and don't let them play or make them. I don't want to say make them sit, but don't make them play. You know what I'm saying? Like that takes a toll. That's why the, that's why the 76ers can't get over the top now. Yeah, and then the whole James Harden situation is not helping themselves out as he continuously yeah doesn't report for practice. So uh, good but luck. I, I think when when you're talking about the bad teams, though. I mean, Washington is not going to get to that level because yeah, Arizona's one in five, Carolina's zero in six, the Bears are one in five, and who knows what happens with Justin. But Bears. Carolina wouldn't draft the court. At least, at least I don't. Well, think they so. don't have their pick. That's it's right, Chicago's they don't. Pick. That's Chicago right. could have the first two picks. Yep. And if Chicago, and Carolina plays Chicago on a Thursday night in a few weeks. Al Michaels and Kurt Herb Street getting the shoulder in the stick. <laughs> I hope there's a good NBA game on that oh, night. Son, that, oh, son. It's going to be a two-slate. That's good. It's a Thursday night. It's a two-slate. It's a two-game slate on most Thursdays. Yeah, usually you know, the That's TNT a TNT game. slate. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm league pass. I like the full slate. But, you know, we'll worry about that another time. We're here to give football advice. This game in Baltimore, Ronis, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, 17 and six against the spread in their last 23 games at Detroit Lions. That's like 75. percent They're money makers, Ronis. They're money makers. At so Detroit you're on Lions. Detroit. I'm on Baltimore. Yeah. See, I keep going back and forth, and I think I'm landing on Baltimore too. Mm-hmm. Um, as good as I think Detroit is, Baltimore to me has been a disappointment. Like the game against Tennessee and London drove me crazy because we all know it. How do you beat Tennessee? Don't by the ball pass. Yeah. You don't run on them. What did the Ravens do? Run, run, run. Oh, Mark Andrews, 20 yards. Let's run Gus Edwards and just – I'm like, what are you guys doing? And the Ravens have been very good this year of giving games away. They did it against Pittsburgh. They had no business losing that game. None. And they lost it. So they tried to give it away against Tennessee, but Tennessee's not good enough. So 
But and the other thing with Baltimore too is Todd Monken came in. Oh, they're gonna open up the offense. Yeah, open they up don't. Ass. They don't. Yeah. Not at all. I get against Pittsburgh. You had the receivers drop all those passes, but you got Zay Flowers. You got Mac, Mark Andrews. I mean Beckham is okay. Like I just don't understand what they were doing. So they also have only had two home games, four on the road. So the schedule kind of benefits them going forward. I don't think we've seen the best of Baltimore yet. No, I agree. Uh, in Detroit. I think Baltimore is the kind of team that can get better going into December and January, which yeah. makes them dangerous. But also those bad habits, your bad your bad habits tend to show up at the worst time. Yeah, that is something they've got to fix because, you know, they lost to the, their, their two losses, Colts in overtime at home, and then the Pittsburgh game, which was just drop pass after drop pass, and they gave it away. So... We haven't, yeah, we haven't seen the best of them, and their schedule's not that bad. I mean, they're in a good spot to win this division. Uh, and I know it's not a divisional game or a conference game, but it's a good test for Baltimore. This Detroit team is, is legit. They're good. They are they're legit. Defensively, yeah. they're very good. Son, I they're did not excellent think that, against the run. This guy, Aaron Glenn, is doing a fantastic job with that defense. Last year, I thought he was a liability. Yeah, no, they, they were one of the worst teams against the run this year. Uh, last year, now they're really good. Um, they, the thing about them, they can win a shootout. They can win a defensive battle. You know, we've seen them win two games, 20-6. to six. Uh, They won 34-20 against Green Bay. Against Kansas City week one, they eked out a one-point win. They're 3-0 and on the road. Uh, I know they really haven't beaten anyone. It doesn't matter, man. You see all the parity in the NFL. Well, I like I said, 17-6 and in their last 23. Yeah. And they're doing, the it, and they're doing it as, they're doing it as favorites now, too. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what makes it even more impressive. Is any Baltimore Raven running back worthy of a start in a 12-team league? Oh, this week, yes, because of the landscape is garbage. Um, do you feel good about it? Hell no. Yeah. Um, Gus Edwards, obviously, more for the goal line carries. Uh, Hill, better in uh, PPR. Uh, Keaton Mitchell was activated last week, but I don't think he got a touch. I know Harbaugh has talked about him a little bit. He's been someone that's been picked up in deep leagues over the last couple weeks. I'm interested to see if they get him involved. He brings an element of speed that this offense needs out of the backfield. So I'd keep an eye on him. I know, again, in deeper formats, he's already been picked up, stashed on the bench. But, yeah, I just think this Baltimore team could be better. I mean, they're 4-2, and and they really have not played good, good football. But that's... That's a really good game on Sunday, uh, a good test uh, for both teams. Yep. And Detroit, Detroit's going to win this division anyway. Unless they suffer massive injuries, how do they lose? They're, yeah, they, they have a two-and-a-half game lead over Green Bay, and they already beat Green Bay. You know yeah. Minnesota's not going anywhere, and Chicago's not going anywhere. Minnesota's re- ready to throw in the towel, you know what I'm saying? But they can't get Kirk Cousins off the team. And, he, and I don't, Listen, to Kirk Cousins' credit, he has a no-trade clause, and he doesn't want to leave his, 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 his wife and his two boys. You know what I'm saying? So to his credit, you know what? It is what it is. That's his contract. He'll have to find some place new to play next year. You know what I'm saying? But as far as joining the, joining the Jets, then that would be a bad idea. Now, I do think he could be very interesting for the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Why would it be a bad idea for the Jets? Because if I'm the Jets, I think the morale is to let Zach Wilson take it and see how far he can take it. You know what I'm saying? I think, that, I think the morale of the team would be shot if you brought Kirk Cousins in there. You really do? I think so, son. I think I, I I think the Jets should roll with Zach. I think the team is connected. They're playing well. They fight for each other, son. I think if you brought Cousins in there, it might dampen the mood. You uh, you, you think it'd be opposite? You think Kirk Cousins gives them a? But what is Kirk Cousins gonna do? Uh, Ronas, 
Take him to where? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, he's better than Zach Wilson. True, but you know Kirk Cousins has limitations. The, the bigger the game gets, the more likely Kirk Cousins is going to lose it for you. And, and Zach Wilson has limitations <laughs> in any game. <laughs> the smaller the game is. <laughs> well, well, unless you think Aaron Rodgers is going to have this miraculous recovery and come I don't back think so. sooner than anyone. I think Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback next year. I think Aaron Rodgers could play in the AFC Championship game, but the Jets I are not going to I be mean, in the AFC I just wish game. we would have seen Rodgers stay healthy. I would have loved to see, to see how good this Jets yeah. team could be. I would love to see it, too. Yeah. Look what they've done to Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. you, do you realize that Dak Prescott had the best game against them? Yeah, no. And it was 255 and two touchdowns, 31 of 38. And probably on short fields, too. Um, what's up with Jameer Gibbs? It looks like he, he did practice on Thursday, return to practice, so I'm assuming he's going to play. So it would probably be him and Craig Reynolds with a split. Obviously, you prefer Gibbs, and hopefully they actually get him the football, and especially uh, in the passing game because uh, we know Reynolds isn't exciting. No, he's, he's, so. he's a jack. Yeah. Just a guy, you know what I'm saying? Sorry if I offend um, you, Mr. Reynolds, by calling you just a guy. He probably <laughs> yeah, be like, he's listening just, today. By he, the probably, way. he probably be like, you just a guy too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see you get on this field, executive. <laughs> yeah. All overweight, you know what I'm saying? Like, my bad, my bad for calling you just a guy. Um, I got a lineup decision this week. You're not in the league, you know what I'm saying? So you can give me a hand with this one. I think it's interesting. Who would you rather start, Puka or Tyler Lockett? I think you got to go Puka, man. Uh, he's still getting a massive target share. I know last week wasn't a monster game, but they didn't pass a lot. No. Uh, this week against Pittsburgh, I, look, Pittsburgh's defense hasn't been great. We know it's going to get better. They're getting healthy. Uh, but I, I think the Rams win that game. Uh, I know Lockett is a great matchup against Arizona as well. Um, how come you can't play both? Oh, uh, I tell you why I can't play both. You must have a lot of good receivers and only one you flex know, spot. You know, this is one of those leagues where is you start you start two wides in a flex. Yeah, I hate that. You can't sneak Me that too. other guy into the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, the reason why I can't play him is because I got AJ Brown and Devontae Adams. Oh uh, yeah, I think you go with Puka, man. Uh, he's just been too good. Uh, yes, Cooper Cup's the one, but when they pass, it's mainly those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and Puka should have had, was this, yeah, this past week, people say he dropped the top. I didn't think, I, if you're diving for the ball, I can't call it a drop. Yeah. Could he have caught it? Yeah, but when he hit the ground, it popped out. Like, people are like, oh, he dropped the touchdown. That's, like, Rashad Bateman was a drop. Yeah. Like, that, to me, is not a drop. Should he have caught it? Okay, but he had to die for it, and then when the ball, when he was going to the ground, it popped out. Uh, but if he catches that, then you're like, oh, he had a great day. But he's just getting too much of the target share. Whereas, I think Seattle smashes Arizona this week. I think so, too. You know, if Seattle and Cincinnati play that game last week ten times, I think Seattle wins it. Seattle wins it, yeah. Dude, that is better than Seattle is better than them. I don't know if they're better than them, but they were better last week. They mm-hmm. just couldn't convert. So, Cincinnati, I think, did they score, like, on the first two drives? They scored. I definitely scored on the first drive. No, okay, and the second quarter. They, they had a two. crazy turnover in there. Or, or, or the Seahawks did something stupid in the red zone that really cost them that game. Gino was not good last week. No, he'll be better this week because 
he does well with no pressure, mm -hmm. and I don't see Arizona putting pressure on him. So I actually had to pick him up in two leagues where I had fields. I don't know how he was available. Like crazy. One of them was at FFWC. Someone and dropped him. That's very like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, well, so I got fields. I don't have that look. <laughs> oh no, you know what? I got Jared Goff on that team. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have another. Yeah, I have an FFPC team with Fields and Goff, so I'll go with Goff again. I don't love the matchup though this week on the road where he's not as good and maybe Baltimore's tough. Could yeah. be some weather issues too. Yeah. I know there's potential wind in New England. But yeah, the Cincinnati Cincinnati had 214 yards of offense in that game, man. I don't know. They didn't they had a field goal in the second half. I don't know what happened to their offense. They were rolling early and then they just fell apart. Yeah. yeah. And they only ran 53 plays. Seattle had the ball the entire game. They ran 70. So yeah, Seattle outplayed them. Um if you took the Bengals minus 3, you they got lucky with that one right there. I had the Seahawks on that one right there. And oh, man, how about the people at New England last week? That's wild as hell. And so Mac Jones takes – first, Mac Jones throws a great pass. Devontae Parker through his hands, and then he takes a safety. Son, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's getting critical in New England. <laughs> They're going to be in the Caleb Williams mix. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? They're, dude, they are – I told you before the year I took the under yeah, on their wins. Yeah, you did. I thought it was – I thought that seven and a half because I thought Bill Belichick would figure it out. Son, I not, was wrong. I this see. Not and good. That's what – people need to stop with the Bill Belichick shit. This team is horrible. They have yeah. no speed. They, no they have no talent. Who's their best player? Uh, well, it was it's on the Judon? defensive side. Yeah, it's Judon, Judon and, yeah, uh, and Gonzalez. And the rookie, the rookie corner who got That's hurt, their Gonzalez. That's best player, son. Yeah, they have nothing on offense. Nothing, man. I mean, really? So, this is – we know this. What is – New England has been awful at figuring out wide receivers. You had Jacoby Myers. You let him walk, and you basically played the same for Juju Smith-Schuster, who, who did shit with Kansas City last year, knee issues. What are you doing? Interesting, though, that you bring up the New England Patriot uh, wide receiver situation. I don't think Kendrick Bourne is bad. He's not bad, but if that's your go-to guy, you're I in mean, trouble. I mean, I'm talking about as far as <laughs> on you, if he's a flex on your fantasy team. Yeah, you, can, yeah. You, can, you can use him. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather play him or one of the Packers wide receivers this week? Uh, Packers. Uh, well, it depends which Packer receiver. Watson, Watson yes. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Dobbs, yes. Reed. I'd probably go born over Reed because Reed is dependent on touchdowns. And now with them full strength, you got Reed, Dobbs, Watson, and Musgrave, who I do like. Musgrave's got a great matchup. I like Musgrave, too. Hey, what's up with Aaron Jones? I'm assuming he's going to play. I think he had a setback because he came back, sat out. Remember, too, they, they've had a lot of time off now. They had a Thursday game. They had a bye. I got to think he returns this week. Uh, if he does, obviously, he's a smash start. We've seen how bad Denver's run defense is, so I'm assuming he's playing. Uh, I don't have him anywhere. I wish I did. A.J. Dillon is actually coming off a good game, which I was stunned because he's looked terrible this year. I mean, it's so bad that A.J. Dillon's kind of a top 30 running back this week, but that's how bad the position is. Deshaun Watson decided to talk to the media this week. Thank you very much, Deshaun. And he's practicing on Thursday for the first time. Weird. I, some, it's the, the whole thing is weird, son. It's you know very weird. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. It's the, the whole thing is weird. I don't know where to go. Where to, I just want to. I'm just. I can't get a good beat on them because I don't know. I think the defense is great and probably the best defense in the league. And then with the offense, I'm like, is Watson better than these dudes? Is playing? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's weird. You know what I mean? So I, I I can't get it. Now, what I can tell you though, Ronis, this week Los Angeles at Kansas City. 
Oh, let's see if we're on the same page. 425 in in um in Kansas City. So you get Tony Romo and, and Jim Nancy. I don't think I think CBS already paid Taylor Swift to show up one week. They probably won't pay her to come back this week. Um so five and a half. Give me the Chargers. Take a hundred son. Blind. Blindly. So yeah. the Raiders. Oh, what about the money line though? Do you have the uh, yes. to do that? Yes. I was thinking about it. Yeah. The Raiders. Right, the Raiders, uh, I think in week two or week three, with five and a half, didn't cover and lost. The Patriots closed at five and a half versus Dallas, didn't cover and lost. Every other five and a half this year has covered and won. Oh, wow, really? That's interesting. The Jets last week closed at five and a half. Week one, Tampa closed at five and a half. Somebody else closed five and a half week one, too. The Rams closed five and a half in week one. Oh, what's that? Yeah. So every week, everything, every sort of five and a half has been winning outright, right? So you go back to week one. Tampa closed five and a half, won outright. Who else closed five and a half in week one and went and won outright? Tampa, I feel like it was somebody else. Well, I don't, I mean, okay, that's good. To add to it, but here's the other thing. Chargers and Chiefs always play close games. True, no doubt. The Chargers are the epitome of tight games. Here's their game uh, point decisiveness this year. Two points, three, four, seven, three. They mm-hmm. always play close games. Now, the one thing that concerns me is the schedule clearly benefited the Chiefs here. They are coming off a Thursday night game. Chargers are coming off a Monday night game. But you know what? I'm still taking the points easily. Now, the question is, are we going to take the money line? You can get it at plus 205 in a couple books. It's just, it's the Chargers. I like, know. It's know tough. Some, yeah. You know they're probably going to, it's going to come down late. They're going to blow the lead. Mahomes is going to march them down the field. They're going to miss a field goal. Like, something's going to go wrong like it did against Dallas. That's my only concern. But I am completely with you on the plus five and a half. No question about that. Yep. Uh they, that's just the way the Chargers play, and uh, I would I would go, I could go back and look, but the last we, few games have all been like three. Points they they lose every game by three points. Overtime. Yep. Yeah. They lose every game by three points. Week one was Tampa, and it wasn't Detroit. Week one was oh wait a minute oh week one Tampa was one week one whoever they played. I week that. one was Tampa and the Rams. They were five and a half and underdogs and went outright. Week two Vegas lost to Buffalo at five and a half. Right. And the Seahawks was five and a half in week two as well, and they won in overtime. So yeah, the, the five and a half, like I said, outside of so so far this year, it's only been those those two situations. So as people out there betting five and a half and hitting the money line blindly, I probably would sprinkle the money line as well because of the closeness. But the five and a half uh, looks like it's a definite play for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Austin yeah. Eckler gets warmed up this week too. Yeah, so so these teams have played four times since Staley was head coach, and the Chargers were either leading or tied in the fourth quarter of all four, and none of them have been decided by more than one score. Yeah. So, and again, the Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs' offense might have a better game this week because you know Chargers' defense isn't great, but I, the, the Chargers are definitely going to keep this game close. There's no question. I would love to see them win. Love it, but. I, you know what? I, I probably still will take the money line. You know what? I've been doing really good lately. Yeah. Like going into Thursday, I'm seventy and thirty-five 
plus nice. 28 units on picks I'm giving out on the messenger.com for free. So send me some tips if you're winning. Just, uh, I don't, I can, I can say that, right? No, you can't. So you can tell me your cash app if you want to. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Cash up, but hit, hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> at Adam Ronis. I'll give you my PayPal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think I kind of have to do it. Um, but man, yeah, it's just back in the charges to win is so tough. No, it's not. It's very. But tough. I'm definitely on the five and a half. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah, no, nah, it, it 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 is tough. You know what I'm saying? Uh, backing them to win the game outright. In it, Kansas City, no less too. You know it's going to be crazy out there, joint. Uh, every I, every year, I think the Chargers are going to be good. And I don't know why you keep buying into the Chargers. I tell you what. Well, though, no, this year I didn't. Last year, the last couple years, I did. I yeah. remember that one year. They played New England, and I was like, yeah, they get in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, they're going to win. And then I was like, oh, wait, I think I messed up there. <laughs> I, I forgot Belichick and Brady were still there. Yo, so, right, past, you know, a couple of weeks trying to go through and find winners and stuff like that and getting stuff done tonight, we get it started. Uh, with oh, Jack- real quick, last yeah. year, the two games, Kansas City Chargers, 27-24 and 30-27. Yep, there you go. Now, last week, speaking of the Chargers, right, after Dallas lost to San Francisco, I have to get this off my chest. Because I agree with some of what Michael – I think Michael Parsons talked too much sometimes. But well, he I, has a podcast, right? Yeah, so he's kind of supposed to talk a lot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I agree with what he says, though. Last week, when Dallas lost to San Francisco, and people were like, oh, the Chargers are going to beat them next week. And I was like, well, where are you for y'all? The Chargers suck. Right? Oh, nah, they got Justin Herbert. They got this, got that. Dallas going to go in there and they going to lose again. They going to drop the 500. I said, nah, be careful with that because the Chargers suck. Now, this Tuesday, son, everybody talking about how much the Chargers suck. Notice how all of a sudden the narrative changed? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it always does. Look, Dallas is always going to be in the spotlight. They get so much coverage uh, because of who they are and there is a different level of expectation for them. Like, again, people love to see the Cowboys fail. And then with ESPN, you get Stephen A. Smith. You see what he does. He does every a fantastic that, job with that. Yeah. I, so, he's good at it. Everybody else is, 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 is like is copying him. He's very good at it. You know what I'm saying? We just need the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl so everyone can shut up. It's probably not <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen this year, though, unfortunately. I don't think this team's good enough. Fuck with that. They're the ultimate tease, bro, because, like, you know, they'll probably go on a run and win some games and you get excited again. And then you're like, oh, well, when they face a good team in the playoffs, what's going to happen? Like, I'm sure I tell they'll you, play. I can tell you what's going to happen. It's going to be late in the game, right? It's going to be like a motherfucking, excuse me, it was going to be like a, a third and nine. Dak's going to complete the pass, right? It's going Great to be. Yards. It, yeah, it's going, <laughs> that's going to be a first down, right? And then it's going to be a flag on the play, and Tyler Smith is going to get a false start. And then Dallas is going to get backed up five yards, and on the next play, Dak Prescott's going to throw an interception to end the game. That's how the season's going to end. They take way too many penalties, and it's the same story every week. Lining up offsides, dumb penalties. Dumb. I mean, pre-snap penalties. That's coaching right there. Offsides so many times, man. Like, I see them lined up offsides. I'm like... What are you doing? How is not? How does no no one see this? 
How does a teammate not see it? How do you not look over and be like, yo, you offsides, move back? <laughs> it's just, it's insane. Um, and they're fortunate that the Chargers are just as bad because um, that game was full of penalties, bro. Yep. That was just so sloppy. But, yeah, I mean, look, Dallas is always going to get that, that criticism, man. It's just, it's part of it. Players should be used to it by now and know and just kind of ignore yeah. it and move on. Yeah, because, like, Emmanuel Acho, who is, I'm not a fan of, was telling Micah Parsons, he like, listen, you know, you got to take the criticism with the privilege because Tony Romo is a multimillion-dollar broadcaster. Troy Aikman's a multimillion-dollar broadcaster. Michael Irvin's a multimillion-dollar broadcaster. That's, that's the privilege of being a Dallas, a Dallas Cowboy. Now, one of the drawbacks is you're not going to be treated like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Your game has to step up and shine all the time because they basically got programming built around the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I mean? So there that goes right there, Ronis. You know what I mean? So we'll see how this year ends up playing out. Still got plenty of football to go. Well, at least Dallas can't lose this week. No, they have a bye this week. So they're not <laughs> going to be able to take a loss this week. And then uh, they got to get ready to go on the road for a couple of weeks, a little bit while, and, and win some games. But time for us to get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy foes for... Uh, I believe we're going into week seven already. You know what I'm saying? So good stuff right there for Adam Rowan. This is Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive. We out.